Welcome to the Confluence Investment Asset Allocation Weekly Podcast. I'm Phil Adler, and I'm joined by Bill O'Grady, Confluence Investment Management Chief Market Strategist. The Asset Allocation Weekly Report, dated September 18th, 2020, considers whether the U.S. dollar may be about to enter a bear market. Bill, in your written report, you say that the dollar is extremely overvalued right now against most currencies. Is this the main characteristic of a dollar bull market? Perhaps a better way of saying it is that extreme overvaluation is a consistent element of the end of a dollar bull market. In other words, overvaluation is a necessary but not necessarily sufficient condition to end a dollar bull market. So right now, currently, U.S. dollars are in very high demand. Foreign countries greatly desire U.S. treasuries. How did we arrive at the point we are at now? This is a structural outcome. In the world prior to President Nixon closing the gold window, the world used dollars as a reserve currency, but U.S. policy was constrained by the provision that foreign nations could demand gold for their dollars at a fixed rate. Instead of tightening fiscal and monetary policy to either bring in more gold from abroad or discouraging foreign nations from wanting gold, or by devaluing the dollar against gold, Nixon simply chose to end the relationship altogether. Foreign nations, rather than accepting a world without a reserve currency, decided to adopt a dollar treasury standard. Thus, global demand for dollars and treasuries tends to track world economic, but especially trade activity. The U.S. supplies these dollars to the world via the American trade deficit. Now, what might be the primary reason for the possible onset of a dollar bear market? Well, as we stated before, the necessary condition is overvaluation, but bear markets usually need a catalyst to convince investors that it is safe to hold dollar bearish positions. By dollar bearish positions, we mean overweights to foreign assets, commodity holdings, and gold, for example. The catalyst creates an investing narrative that provides confidence to join a trend. In our current situation, we think that the issuance of a euro bond which makes the euro a more formidable competitor to the dollar for reserve purposes, may be that very catalyst. Is the very length of the current dollar bull market another clue that a reversal might be in store? Yes, although there is a word of caution about this. There is nothing sacred about a 15 to 18 year dollar cycle. It just happens to have worked like that. But we do think that there are political forces at work. Groups that are under pressure from an extreme valuation tend to raise concerns to policymakers, and at some point, these concerns result in changes. In general, it takes a while for these issues to reach a critical point, which explains the length of the cycle. How about uh, what may be rising dissatisfaction in foreign countries about the dollar's status as the world's reserve currency? You said earlier that foreign countries uh, have agreed to this uh, in the past, but maybe this is changing. Is there a role here? What role does that play? The current discontent is mostly tied to Washington's use of the American financial system as a tool for sanctions. Given the ubiquitous of the dollar in world economic transactions, it's very difficult to conduct trade and international business without touching the U.S. financial system. If sanctions prevent or restrict that access, a country or company can be effectively barred from the global economy. 
after 9-11, the Treasury discovered that financial sanctions were very effective in tracking down terrorist groups and reducing their funding. Since then, the U.S. has become aggressive in using financial sanctions, isolating Iran and Russia, for example, and disrupting trade that other nations have with those sanctioned nations. China is clearly worried it will be targeted at some point and is trying to preemptively protect itself. Needless to say, numerous nations are not pleased with the situation and are willing to consider alternatives to using the dollar for trade and reserve purposes. One last thing, though. This isn't the first time there has been grumbling about how the U.S. manages the dollar and the global financial system. Nixon's Treasury Secretary once quipped that the dollar is our currency, but it's your problem after European leaders complained. Bill, are, are there singular events that might trigger a more rapid onset of a dollar bear market? A clear policy preference from the U.S. would be the most important signal. All three major bear markets had an element of this. Nixon's gold window ploy was an alternative to devaluation, and the foreign exchange markets behaved as if that's exactly what occurred. In 1985, the Plaza Accord confirmed that the official policy of the United States was for dollar weakness. In 2001, Treasury Secretary Paul O'Neill suggested, in an offhand comment, that the U.S. was not supporting a strong dollar. Although the comments were retracted, the market believed otherwise. Thus far, the Trump administration has not pushed for dollar weakness, although such a policy would tend to be consistent with its goals for a narrower trade deficit. We do expect that avenue will be taken at some point. Would a dollar bear market be a negative for U.S. equities? Not necessarily. In general, a weaker dollar tends to support the earnings of multinational firms. But because a weaker dollar is a tailwind for foreign assets, foreign stocks tend to outperform U.S. stocks in a dollar bear market. Would a dollar bear market impact in any way America's ability to pay down our debt? Well, first, let's be clear. There is no paying down the debt. This isn't done, or is it necessary? There is a common misconception that we are beholden to foreigners to pay our fiscal deficits, but the reality is much more complicated. In terms of financial flows, it is true that a fiscal deficit is funded out of domestic or foreign saving. However, the direction of causality is not consistent. It is equally as possible that oversaving abroad can force the U.S. to undersave. This can happen either through private or public undersaving. The last time the U.S. ran a fiscal surplus in the late 1990s, foreign inflows remained high, which forced private dissaving. Much of that dissaving went into asset prices. So no, a weaker dollar probably wouldn't affect the fiscal situation. Bill, at this point, it, I think it, it might be useful for you to recap exactly who would be winners and losers in the event of a new dollar bear market. Well, the winners are foreign equities, commodities in general, gold in particular, and U.S. exporters. The losers, fixed income investors, but only mildly, as a weaker dollar can be somewhat inflationary, and domestic stocks relative to foreign stocks. How quickly might changes in the dollar's status affect Confluence Investment Management's asset allocation strategy? Due to the dollar's overvalued status, we began adding gold to portfolios in early 2018. We have added emerging market equities to the most aggressive portfolios, but I am sure at our next rebalance, which will occur in mid-October, we will be looking at this factor. Thank you, Bill. 
You can find a link to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report on the front page of confluenceinvestment.com. Also on that page, you can find a link to a PowerPoint presentation discussing charts which support the Confluence Outlook. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We want to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler.